welcome to this podcast on innovation presented to you by ING. Recorded in the ING Cafe during the FinTech Conference Money 2020 in Amsterdam. Welcome to the ING Cafe at the Rye in Amsterdam, where we have Europe's biggest fintech event, Money 20, taking place. Please uh, pull up a seat now and join us at our table here at this very Amsterdam-style cafe, where we're going to have a talk with some of the biggest names walking these halls. Together with ING, we're making sure that you do not miss a thing here at Money 2020. I'm Daniel Frankel. I'm a lecturer in consultancy and change at the Rotterdam Business School, and I'm a curious fintech luddite, and I'm also going to be your host. And joining us now in the buzz at the ING Cafe at Money 2020 is the global head of AI and robotics, Mr. Gurkham Kosiaklu. Thank you. Thank you for, for inviting me. Great to be here. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're somebody who's, who's putting we could say the tech in fintech. Now, you're, you're, you're not so much a money man, uh, more of a scientist. And, and uh, with that as an orientation, how do you look that, at this show? Or is that correct? That is, that's pretty fair to say, I guess. Okay. I, I have studied computer science and um, I have been pretty much in love with computers since I was a, mm. a small child. Um, after that, actually, I turned into banker after my, my master's and MBA studies. So I've been actually in banking for more than 15 years by now, but mostly in, in the space of technology and processes and transformation. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to combine both of these worlds together for, uh, in the end, for a great customer experience. I think there's a lot that we can do. Well, then this, this would be the perfect show for you. But I hope so. Uh, I, <laughs> Do you see it more as a, as, a, as, a, as a financial conference or more as a tech show, actually? It is a tech show. Okay. I think, uh, again, being in, 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 in banking for 15 years, I see this, this big change, especially in the last five, six years. It is now all about technology-driven solutions for financial needs of customers. And, and we see a lot of, of those here today. When you're walking around the show, have you seen any... AI surprises? Um, well, I mean, not so much surprises, but the just sheer magnitude of the specialized solutions or um, the targeted solutions by using AI is just just mind-blowing. I think I've seen solutions basically for um, particular types of fraud by, you know, by solving fraud issues by, by AI. I've seen solutions for, um, you know, um, uh, text analytics basically by, by using AI and even the um, um, you know the open banking API kind of solutions are, are, are more and more having AI capabilities at the back end so, so AI is definitely um, uh, becoming really uh, you know a core component of many of the uh, many of the solutions around here in, in banking and I understand that, that you just started in this position um, six months ago, Correct. head of AI and robotics. Is, is this department yours to, to build from the ground up? No, actually, I, as ING, we are not uh, a complete stranger to this world. So sure. analytics is, uh, is, is, has been part of our business and is a big part of our business in, uh, in, in banking in, in ING as well. ING is a, a very much data-driven and innovation-driven organization. So we have actually a lot of analytics at departments, be in the risk domain, be in the customer intelligence marketing areas. Um, um, my, my purpose is actually to... to to build something on top of that, so build what is the next 
AI-driven strategy that we can leverage all the existing capabilities that we have in place and put something on top uh, to bring a better customer experience in the end. And this isn't the first uh, company transformation that you've managed, you did in Turkey. So uh, were there major lessons that you that you took with you when you started here? Absolutely. So um, um, before I moved to Amsterdam, I was based in, in Turkey for about six years as the uh, CEO of ING Turkey, which was an uh, amazing uh, transformation story. So, um, um, uh, so basically, that that period was um, where we uh, we worked on all aspects of the bank, starting with the uh, the HR and the cultural transformation, the technology capabilities, the processes, uh, the whole customer experience focus. Uh, so that has been a great journey. And I think um, uh, the lesson, if you ask for lessons learned, actually it's all about the people and the culture. Um, and again, I think at this. Uh, in this new position, it's it's a similar transformation that I'm envisioning, and it will be driven by a lot of the the talent that we have in ING, um, um, and the, the great culture that we have, which is all around progress and innovation, and leveraging on that, uh, uh, building those capabilities that will take us to the future. So. Uh, the, all, the way I position is really, you know, the, the transformation that we have done, or we have done, in, in, I have been part of it in Turkey, um, doing it at a global scale uh, to build the next data-driven organization, AI-driven organization in ING, is what I will try to do. In a cultural sense, uh, are, there, are there significant variations in the ING culture as, as you're moving from position to position in the world? Not really. I think ING has a very strong... Um, um, universal culture, which is all around really um, innovation, progress, and disturbing the status quo. And I think this is really in our genes. I think coming from all the way back in the 90s, where we had ING Direct as the uh, the leading direct bank of the world, the most successful direct bank of the world, um, and with the you new know, one, one way of working, the agile transformation, which is now seen as as a leading organization that has really transformed itself to to the more agile way of working. Um, I think it's a continuum. And I, 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 wherever I go in ING, be in Turkey, be in the Netherlands, I have office, but also in the, you know, the, all, the, uh, all the countries and the, uh, the units that I visit, it is there. I think it's a very strong culture. It's a, it's a culture of progress and, and innovation and disturbing the status quo. And that's, I think, our greatest asset. And uh, I think by just leveraging on that asset, we can define what is the next bank. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, there's two major components to your job title. The one is AI, artificial intelligence. Can you, can you just very simply clarify the term AI for me? Because to, to me, I'm sorry, it's, it's smart robots taking over the world. I mean, there are, there are zillions of definitions out yeah. there, but simply put, I think the, way, the definition I use basically, AI is um, the set of capabilities and the techniques that enables computers mimic human behavior. Um, when I say mimic, you know, in many areas, actually, computers are better than, than humans in, in, in decision making, in um, uh, uh, you know, in image processing, in voice processing, etc. Uh, but that is a you know simple, broad definition that I use. And then, and then, with that broad definition, in what in what specific domains? Is, is AI currently being implemented? So, um, 
So, you know, at a very high level, if you look at what we do at a bank, it's all about decision making for ourselves or for our, you know, to help our customers to be one step ahead in their life and, uh, in their, uh, uh, life and businesses. Um, and also it's all about customer relationship and customer service. So that's basically at very high level what banking is all about, right? So we manage risk, we make risk decisions, we manage pricing, we manage pricing decisions, we basically help our customers for their financial solutions, and we have a lot of communication that's going on with our customers for this. Is there a reason why, um, because AI, I presume, has, has kind of infinite applications, right. is, there, is there a reason why, why finance and banking has been a, uh, is now a special canvas for the application of AI? Yes, it's because it's, it's, it's a data business. What we do in banking is, is purely around um, data and intangible assets that we are managing. And, um, and, you know, the more data that you have, uh, the more uh, uh, you can feed the algorithms and, and, um, uh, uh, and, and AI capabilities. But also, uh, as I was trying to say, so in, in terms of decision-making, it's a big component of banking. Yeah? So it's all about experience and expertise-based decision-making. And again, using effective algorithms that can make, help you make better decisions as a bank is a, is a, core, is a key asset, is, it can be a key asset going forward. Uh, so I think those are the two things. So the, the sheer amount of data and data-based uh, business, and secondly, the importance of um, making correct decisions and decision-making on a continuous basis at the macro level or micro level for our customers or for our bank in risk management, etc. And those are, you know, core capabilities for banks. And both of those areas are uh, can be you know, strengthened by, by AI and similar capabilities. Some customers may be afraid of the phrase AI, artificial intelligence. It sounds futuristic. Could, is, is there a potential that it would alienate customers? I think that's, again, a um, matter of what we offer. Yeah, so I think uh, the idea is, again, you know, we, we are... We are not using AI just for, for, for a better technology or for, uh, for the sake of solving you know, undefined problems. It is for offering a better customer service. And, um, and once we basically be able to offer that next generation customer uh, financial solution that the, the customer was not even aware of that he might be needing and it's a perfect solution for them at the right time in the right place in the right way, or, uh, uh, or we can basically manage um, uh, you know, their personal finance, finances in a better fashion, or, or we do basically risk management in, 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 in a better way so that we can go uh, to address those customers which are not previous to being able to address by banks, non-bank customers. Those are the examples that we can be much effective by, by using AI. And then those are, I think, people don't need to basically be... Uh, 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 understand how that that solution has been developed by using AI or machine learning or some other uh, you know algorithm etc. It's the customer service in the end that matters, and once you offer that service that's really compelling for our customers, I don't think there is nothing to be aware of. Again, it's all um, or another example, right? So fraud, right? Fraud is a big big, big task for 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 banks. Uh, to manage the the, uh, the you know the safety and the security of our customers' transactions, their applications, and again, AI is a, can can play a great role here. So those are the things that really add value to our customers in the end. So uh, I'm not really too concerned about that scare factor. Okay, good. Um, the other the other part of your job title is robotics. 
And if I'm not mistaken, did artificial intelligence um, start within the realm of robotics? Yeah, the robotics we use in, in, in the banking world is software robotics, so it's about process automation, those smart scripting capabilities that can um, um, solve our processes uh, to make them a more um, leaner, uh, easier from a customer perspective, more predictable um, and faster. Um, and that's what we are using as in robotics. So those are the software robots that we use a lot in our, in our back offices, in our uh, support functions within the bank. Um, and they give enormous amount of speed, uh, predictability and easiness to our customers. So um, robots makes people's work easier. In the simplest sense. The simplest sense. Yes, and, and basically enabling us to focus on real value-adding activities. Right? If you think about, for anyone who is working in an office, if you look at basically the activities that you do within a day, and if you break it down by real value-adding things versus the mundane tasks, basically, where you copy and paste stuff from one system to the other system, you basically go to, from one screen to the other screen, you need to scan documents, blah, blah, blah. All of those activities can be done much faster and smarter by robots, uh, thereby you know, enabling us to focus on the real value-adding things where we basically manage processes instead of just you know, do repetitive tasks or we focus on our customers to define what is the next generation customer journey that we can define for them uh, or we can focus on real customer service to solve the exceptional problems for our customers, etc. So uh, robots make people's work easier and then AI makes the robots smarter? A, um, um, yeah, I mean, robots is part of AI, actually, right? So if you, if you refer to the definition I, I made in the, past, in, in the beginning around the, um, the mimicking uh, human activities or human decision-making, robotics is part of AI in that sense. Um, um, AI makes us, the way I phrase it, AI will make us um, much more effective in our decision-making. How, how, how many robots... How well, many robots are working for ING? Well, if you talk about the, the, the software robots, as they are important, but we have more than 2,000 of them now in, uh, in different parts of the bank. And we are uh, scaling up fast, so we'll have more than double of them by the end of this year. Um, and again, we see a really huge impact out of them, and it's growing very fast. The potential is huge. Commonly said idea is that robots are taking people's jobs. To which you say? It is robots will help human. And so we always position it as AI plus human, not AI versus human. Um, simply because of the reason, the explanations I made earlier, basically, uh, it is all about effectiveness. Effectiveness in our decision-making, effectiveness in our customer service and interaction. And, and basically freeing up for us from the mundane and repetitive and non-valuating tasks and adding up, you know, focusing on all the new skills that we need to put in place uh, to design better things to help the customers in a better fashion and, and, and you know, to, to focus them on, uh, on, on really real customer value-adding activities. You're saying it now, and, and, and then I read something that you said earlier, that, uh, that the quote was, people are at the heart of everything that you do. And, 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 and that's lovely because it, it, it sounds contradictory. But you will say not. It's really not. I mean... Um, this is a transformation, a transformation, um, and it's not technology-driven. Technology is a key enabler in this and the, and, and the main enabler in this. But we need to put the customer in the focus, and we need to really understand the needs and the next generation offers that we can offer for our customers. 
and there is no one, there is no technology there that can define it for us. That can only come from, from people around the organization who are day and day, day and day after interacting with our customers, who are basically um, uh, understanding their needs and the you know next generation things that we need to offer to them. And technology is my job is to basically build those technologies that will be you know that will be available for them to 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 bring it to the customers. It cannot be. Um, uh, that that we, we, we you know we develop things in isolation, um, and also you know referring to my uh, my experience in in Turkey, it is all about the culture and the people really owning it and making it uh, you know taking it to uh, to the to the customer journeys and to the customer level. So it's it, it you know we, it cannot be a, a, a something that we design in isolation and we, we hope the customers will use in the end. So it has to be. A people-driven uh, transformation, like any other transformation, I think. Yeah, uh, and there is there there is indeed some wariness when and when it comes to technological innovation and, and recently with data and privacy. Mm-hmm. Is there is there room for for customer wariness? Should customers also be wary? I think customer perception around data and data privacy is. Um, will become more and more important going forward. Um, I think the concerns are rightfully there. Um, and I don't think those concerns will go away. Uh, it will only become more prevalent. Um, as technology and data become parts of our lives to make our lives easier or more fun, we build more and more dependencies on those. And with you know personal data and um, being out there to, in a way, to make our lives better and personalized for ourselves, but at the same time, it is a core you know business for many companies, uh, and also with everything around um, our dependency on data and technology, with everything around cybercrime, with all the ethics discussions, etc. I expect this will be a topic of focus for for quite some time. And uh, and that's why actually we you know we 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 have we are taking it as as a core strategy for us. Data protection is uh, is is very important, and we are doing even more than what the regulators are asking for. Uh, we are taking actions to basically be, be be a leader in in data protection. And in this new very very important position that you that, that that you're in, what would you say is your your main focus now? So the overall focus is really the data-driven uh, transformation. So what is that new bank uh, that we can dream about that's basically organized around data and core models and algorithms um, that basically the, all the experience and expertise that we have that we can code into those models um, and, and feed them to make them even more effective in our decision-making. That's the high-level goal. Um, to enable that, basically, what we are doing now is really defining what could be those capability areas when you define a bank. What could be the core capability areas that you can really think about? You know, the core models that will enable the bank. And as some of them I mentioned around customer interaction, pricing, risk, uh, fraud, AML, KYC, um, and we are now at the stage of defining those 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 capability areas and scoping them. And I guess the ambition is really um, um, building, first of all, expertise. I'm talking about data science, data engineering, and data analysis expertise. Um, secondly, 
uh, involving the broader organization and the people aspect and you know training really a, a large part of our organization around data and, um, and data capabilities what we call business translator trainings um, but also you know to through this and build those core models uh, to be used across the bank across all our energy countries and different business units um, and that will basically give us the core advantage uh, to build a new bank right so if you want, for instance, build a pricing model that will be used for um, um, credit pricing for retail customers, let's say, across the countries. Um, I, I, I dream about the bank, basically. We have a set of people that are constantly improving that pricing model. Um, and that model, through that model, we constantly increase our conversion rates and also average, average margins on, on, on that you know, particular product or capability. Um, which means basically that that we have a core capability that we constantly invest on and basically keeps you know keeps us staying ahead uh, of the competition. What we need to add is basically um, really challenging our day-to-day -day activities in the sense that can can I do this task smarter by using a model? Can I this pricing decision that I'm making at this point? Can I dream about a, a model that can do it better, that can help me do it better. Yeah? Um, uh, and that is, the, the, that is the kind of the challenging mindset that we are trying to bring in. What are those models really? What are those capabilities really? What is the, the art of the possible? Uh, what are the data that we have that we can use? Or even what, what is a job? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even broader. What is a job, and what can be? How can you redefine your job by uh, by, by by really challenging your day-to-day -day activities and seeing if you can do it differently? Instead of taking that decision, can you basically build a model and try to basically help that model and feed that model in a way and try to improve that model? That will help you basically make decisions in an unbiased and much effective way. Yeah? Mm. Well, thank you uh, for this very, I, I should say, very personal and humanly interactional My conversation. Gurkham Kosioglu, the you. Global Head of AI and Robotics for ING. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you, Dan. Interested in who else joined us in the ING Cafe during Money 2020? You can find all the podcasts on ing.com or at bnr.nl slash money2020.